Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. The Shabbos, past Kedushim, Kedushim T.U. Sukkot Beis Year, Rishchidish Year, Beis Year. Let's say a few words with Shem on Pekiyavis and something on Masech the Seita. Beginning, of course, with the weekly parsha, as we do. Main focus. Parsha Kedoshim is usually read together with Achrei Meis. Sizi Achrei Meis and Kedoshim together. Having Kedoshim as its own entity is a novelty. It's novel. It's also very, very rich. For those who say chitas every day, obviously having to say only kedushim, which is a short, short parsha, yachasid, as we say, relatively, gives us a lot of spare time. Unless, of course, you understand that time is not yours, and therefore, <coughs> when. We are given this opportunity to learn a smaller, shorter, shorter parsha. We have the time that usually is allotted to learning. Chitas, Chumash, Tilim, Tanya, whatever it is we say. Rambam. Don't just say, okay, now I have extra time. I'll go make another phone call. I'll, uh, don't know what. Take another Mephedish. Don't just learn Chumash and Rashi, learn something else. Learn a Kleyakar, learn a Yerachayim. Learn a Sicha. If you already learn a Sicha a day, provide a second Sicha up for the week. Here I am on Wednesday giving you this advice. Sorry. But in general, when it comes to leaving the Tata, there is no limit. And therefore, we need to always apply ourselves, we always need to fill in our daily life, our spare moments, not with triviality and not with all the other shtus lumaza, but to fulfill it, to fulfill it so that if we sit down and we do the side one time, to make a cheshma nefesh at the end of the day, to do a calculation, what did I do today? <coughs> we'll be proud to make a calculation at the end of the day and say, wow, great success. That's what we should strive to do, that's what we need to strive to do. Did I do somebody a favor today? What good did I do for mankind today? Was I careful not to hurt anybody? Was I careful not to insult anybody? 
what did I do to apply? And this is very, very, very important. It's something that we need to apply ourselves in a way that we know our mission on this world and we know we completed and did everything we had to do the way we had to do it. Doing good, helping a fellow Jew, is something that, or a fellow man, a woman, is a natural world order. It's what keeps the world going, it was keeps the world focusing. Obviously, war, strife, death don't fit the mold. We want the world to be what it has to be and we want the world to be, become what it should become. And if we want to fulfill not the dream, but the mission, my son sent a little video from New Zealand this morning. This afternoon, there already, or tomorrow already. My granddaughter wants to wear a special dress. It's the Rebbe's day. It's a Yamtif. My son explained, yeah, the Yamtif is that today Mashiach is going to come. She says, then why is Granny, her mother, my, my mother-in-law just passed away, why is she not alive? He says, she will be. Sheikh will come and she will be. Child, three, four years old. An infant. With her two-year-old sister on her side. Saying, we want Mashiach now. That's what they're saying with their dinner. So much more so us as adults. Or if you're not an adult listening to this year, we should be saying on a constant basis, we want Mashiach now. When you're a young fellow and you look at the world, you look at the future, you look at the whole, all the prospects that world and time and life offers you. And you look at everything that you have going for you. And you look at everything that's supposed to happen. And you look at everything that you could do and accomplish. You got your mitzvah note? Yeah? And you look at everything that you could do what you could become, what you can study to become, what you can invest 
and the plans and the action and the life that a person has in youth you almost find the concept of Mashiach getting in your way but yet you understand if you learn how important and how this is the ultimate goal which we need to strive for I need to pay my bills, I need to be able to get settled in, I need to settle down with the family, etc., etc. This is all part of the master plan. But ultimately, ultimately, to make a dwelling place for God here in this world is what it's all about. When and how will that come into full fruition more than in the time in Meis HaMashiach. In the days of Mashiach, when it be Yem Shekulei Shabbos Menuchel Lechai Elam, total serenity, total peace, <coughs> forever, perpetual. Mach Hashem is Dimam El Kapanim, and God will wipe off all the tears from people's faces, and there will be no death, and there will be no fear, there will be no illness, there will be no pain life will be blissful this is what we're not doing it because we want to achieve and want to be able to sit back on, with, with piña coladas on the beach we want to bask in the glory of the Kedusha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. we want to understand we want to appreciate that we are now connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, we've always been connected through our Neshama Tehillah, which was a Chelik of the Kami Malmamish, which was part of God Himself. And now we can see and say how we accomplish and continue to accomplish and continue to live in the way of our forefathers and continue to persevere to be Kedoshim to you. Kedoshim to you, Kedoshani. And the Basik is used, used the Lashon Alehem to you to become Kedosh. But it should say Lahem, not Lachem or whatever, not Alehem. Why does it say Alehem? Aleph, Lamed, Heimem. Kedoshim is the concept of Kodesh, of holiness. Kodesh, says the Zayar, is the concept of Kodesh, Umuvdul, just like Mitzvah, Satsav, Sevechibur, Mitzvah, Lashon of Connection, how we want connects to God. Kedoshim makes one holy, sanctified. When we have something that's sanctified, we cannot use it for anything else. It has the one sole holy purpose. We don't use tefillin straps or something else. We don't use anything of Kedusha for anything in a mundane world. And therefore, when we 
When a man marries a woman, she's now his wife and only his wife. He cannot, she cannot be with any other man. And when HaKadosh Baruch Hu married Klal Yisrael, by Matan Teira, the matrimony between God and the Bnei Yisrael, we then became a wife to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we may not, Chas V'Sholem, turn to any other gods or any other paths, except for that, the one of our Father in Heaven, our Father, and our Master, our Holy matrimony that we entered into and the word Alehem is a Rosh is an acronym the letters Aleph Lamed Hey Mem are Hare At Mikudeshes Li and therefore we are Mikudeshes we are married and holy and sanctified and separated from any other nation and we are therefore the chosen nation from all the other nations. And we need to live up to that. Not just amongst the world, not just between the world, not just showing the world that I wear a yarmulke, that I wear, I'm dressed sinias, that I wear tzitzis out because I'm proud to be a Jew. I dress like a Bas Yisrael because I'm proud to be a Jewess. But we need to do it for Klal Yisrael itself, within Klal Yisrael, within your brothers and sisters. To dwell in harmony, to live in harmony, to forgive, to forget, to overlook, to pass iniquities, to pass. Sometimes when a person hurts somebody, they should just overlook it and move on. And say this is a patch from David, a, smi- a little tap from God, a wake-up call. Pull our socks up and move on. One of the mitzvahs in our pasha this week is a negative mitzvah, which is a positive. Yes, we look at the world of positive, we look at the world of negative. If negative means minus, then positive means plus. Negative means do not do, and positive means you must do. The man must put on film, must put on tzitzis. The woman baking has to be mafresh chala, separate chala. The married woman needs to keep the laws of family purity. The mitzvahs that the women are granted, which are of course mitzvahs that are not uzman groma, not caused by time, but there are many. Modesty, etc. And therefore, the mitzvahs that we keep on a positive vain, are things that we must do on a daily basis or if it comes out in the well obviously for a woman it's never it comes out on any special occasion because that's mangrama but for the man 
keeping Shabbos. Well, Shabbos is different for the woman as well. For the man putting on tefillin daily, etc., etc. This is a mitzvah say. And the Lisa say is the mitzvah warning us do not eat chametz on Pesach. Do not mix milk and meat together, etc. And therefore, we look at mitzvahs saying, we look at mitzvahs leisah saying, we try to deal with them in that way. And yet, we find in this vispasha. A leisa say that's an assay. A negative commandment that's a commandment to do something. The Pasik says, Leisa al dam echo. Do not stand on the blood of your brother, of your friend. Rashi says, Leisa do not stand al dam echo. To see in his death, and you can save him. For example, someone drowning in the river. Or an animal or thieves that are coming upon him. Don't stand idle. Do not a negative. Do save them. The words, the blood of your friend, means their death. Can't stand by and watch a person die if you have a capacity to save them. But it's a little bit difficult to explain it that way. What Rashi's message for us is the simple explanation of the words, Damre Echo. And we find in many places in the Torah, dam, blood. This is the person, his his life and his soul. So then, what are you? What is Rashi coming to tell me? Why does Rashi need to again give the simplest of simple explanations to a child that Mechomesh Lemikru understands exactly what you're talking about. The Tera says, Dabriyecha, do not let a person die. Don't kill a person, don't let him die. Rashi is not focusing 
on the positive of do of save the person, but rather loisamid, do not stand complacent. There are certain commentaries that explain samid, the word standing in one place. Simple an explanation of the word. Do not physically stand in one place doing nothing. Across from your friend and let him be killed. What does the Pasuk continue? Loi Selech Rochil Da'amecha Do not go out and slander amongst your friends about anybody. Which also means do not attach yourself to these bloodthirsty people. As we know, life and death is in the hands of the tongue. And therefore, when you attach yourself to the people, the hate mongers, and the people that like to blaspheme and blaspheme, we need to stay far away from these people. This is what it says, Tamoid, standing. Ikuv, the world of holding yourself back. You stand and you see without doing anything. Targum Yenison uses the word leisamid, translates the word leisamid, leisimna, do not refrain, do not hold yourself back. And that's why the Pasuk comes in a negative form. Loisamid. And that's what Rashi explains, to see his death. Do not stand complacent and watch, God forbid, something happen to a fellow Jew. Does this mean physically? Only? Of course not. We look at this spiritually. A fellow Jew drowning spiritually. A fellow Jew, man or woman, that are floundering, that are flailing in the water, in the water of the world, the Maim Rabim, the great floods that are trying to wash the person away from Yiddishkeit, God forbid trying to wash the person away from the ways of life, the ways of Teda. And we see the person getting into the mode, going with the flow of these waters. Tells us the Teda, we have an obligation to pull them out. We have an obligation to reach out and explain and teach, and again, <clears throat> persevere. If a question is asked a second time, and a third time, and a fourth time, we do not lose patience at it. We patiently address, we patiently apply 
with unconditional love to the fellow Jew. And we show and we tell them and we give them the proper education, light and direction. And this is Leisame, do not stand complacent. Again, referring to what we said last week, those who know Aleph Beis, teach Aleph Beis to someone who doesn't know it. Those who know only Aleph, teach an Aleph to someone who doesn't know it. It doesn't matter if you're doing it in English, Russian, Hebrew, Spanish, Chinese, it doesn't matter as long as the person is understanding and the person is starting to understand how to and where to and when to, etc. This is what we need to be always a living example. We need to be a shining light, a beacon of light for our fellow Jews. But Rashi continues, and doesn't just stand and hold, keep sufficient the words to see the person dying. But Rashi says, You could save them potentially. What are you adding with that? Obviously, it's talking about a situation where you could save the friend. If not, <laughs> then what are you getting on? Why do, why do you think that a person should not stand complacent? In what way? Why would you be able to love? Why would you be, God forbid, transgressing on a negative mitzvah if you see the person dying and you can't help them? Why does what is Ashi adding with the words Yochel Atzili? Let's look at the pasuk. Pasuk says a person is obligated to do losses, all that's in their capacity to save a fellow Jew. Torah doesn't say it in a positive vein, in a positive mitzvah. Save your Jew, fellow Jew from death. Lashon of Chiyuvus, Chiyuvus. As we learned, Ozev, Tazev, Imai. You must help a fellow Jew. He has a bundle, you have to help them. Hashiv Tishiven Help them return, repent. But it uses a negative. This is how we began discussing the mitzvahs in something that we have to do. And if the Pasuk wants to make it severe, if the Tatum wants to make it something more stringent, then I should have written the main thing. A mitzvah say to save a fellow Jew. And then add also a love. Don't let a Jew die. We have to explain that the actual obligation to save a fellow Jew from danger of death is simple. 
And the Pasuk doesn't need to tell us that. And we learn it from what's called a Kalvachema. Just like you're commanded to save a person's money, you definitely have to save the person's life. In that case, why even tell us? So what is the pastor giving us by adding this special thing? A person can make a cheshman. Makes a calculation. In this particular case, I don't have the obligation. I can walk away and let it happen. Tells us the Taylor Le Samid, you cannot stand by and be a regular bystander and not do anything. Even though your mind gives you a little space to think. Now you don't have to rush and jump into doing it. I'll wait another minute, see what happens. Let me see if somebody else comes by and does it. You know how it works. We know the drill. It's a little difficult. I can't swim. No, I don't want to get wet. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin my Gucci shoes. Or my purse might fall in the water. Or my iPhone or my cell phones and my vegetables might get splashed. And I'll have to keep them in rice for a week. Let me see if somebody else can do it first. Loi samoid. Do not hesitate, says the tailor. And many, many commentaries explain that what does it mean, what is the actual significance of the lay Samay do not stand? This, as we said before, is a continuation of the Pasuk. Do not become a slanderer amongst your nation. When someone knows that there is somebody that could jeopardize a person's life, don't make a cheshman that if I refrain from telling him anything, because you need to let them know to run for their lives. If a person, God forbid, is dangerous. Erechayim HaKadosh says, the fact that we're commanded on Rechilus, Hisnabai Shalayamad Adam It is contingent with the Leisa say of Layamad Adam if you see a group that wants to kill, you have to let the person know that they're in danger. And not say, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. I might be saying slander. I might be... If you don't, God forbid, reveal it to your friend, then 
you are reneging on Leisamir Adam Reyecha. Rashi, unfortunately, not unfortunately, Rashi, Rashi, on the other hand, does not explain this way. Why? Because it's simple understood that the prohibition of Rechilus is obviously pushed away for Bekoch Nefesh. And therefore the tailor doesn't have to make this whole calculation. The Rajbam, we find a new thing, a total, a total new approach. Leisamid is the counterpart. Do not stand there. But Nitten Natsile Benafsha Shareidif one has to be given has to give in their hand in the, to save one from a raider, from someone chasing them. And according to these words, understood, the cheshman that comes to the Pasuk, to exclude the one that's worried to hurt the person that's a raider, because it says, like Sitzach, person chasing another person to kill them. And you intervene, and you got, might hurt or kill the person that's going to kill somebody else. So I'm going to say, ah, says they see it's going to kill and they killed. Tells the tater, no. You have to save the Nidaf, the one that's being chased. Even if it means killing the Nidaf. However, this explanation doesn't sit simple with the words Leisamoid Adam Recha. Do not stand by. Because this concept that it's permissible to kill a person chasing another person, it's a big Kiddush. It doesn't fit in with the Lashon of Shlila alone, Leisamoid. If it's the Pasuk's intending to initiate the fact of killing, should have said it in Lashon Chiyuv. Rashi does not go that way. What's the Cheshman that this Pasuk comes to exclude, according to Rashi? The saving is all rolled up in a suspicion of danger in the life of the person that's saving. In this situation, a person needs to think. If I stand in my place and not mix in and not put myself into danger, and this is where the Chiddush comes in. Do not stand on the blood of your friend. Since it's talking about Dam Reyecha, the blood, the danger of death, it is also, it's prohibited to stand and to stand by and watch the death. Rather you need to save and get into, through this, even a suspicion of danger. And it's understood that if saving causes a great danger, 
which is almost surely to happen to the person that you're saving, to the one that you, to the savior. Person doesn't have to give up their own life for this. But when it's talking only about maybe it might damage me if I save the person, you may not make any calculations. You may not refrain from saving your friend with this suspicion. This way, thereby, we can explain what Ashi answers: the Ata Yochel Hatzila, you could save him. Plus, it comes here to say to exclude the situation if you're standing and watching the person die and you refrain from saving them because you made a calculation maybe I'll be endangering myself by doing so do not suspect such way but rather Involve yourself to save. And therefore Rashi comes and emphasizes on the other, the flip side as we say. This mitzvah is tafke when a person is sure that he can save them. If he has a doubt whether or not he'll be successful, a person does not involve themselves in a perhaps in a way that would endanger their own life. person drowning, if it's a very strong current, and the person says, if I go in there, I'm going to drown too. You don't go in. Because you might not, not only save your friend, you might not save yourself either. So when a person sees a fellow Jew drowning in the Mayim Rabbim of the world, we don't lower ourselves into the water with them. We must stay on shore, on solid ground, with Teda as our backbone, Teda as our fortification, Teda our stronghold and through Teda through words of Teda through thoughts of Teda we help to bring the person out of the Mayim Rabm out of the waters they're drowning in obviously Kamayim Apanam Apanam and therefore it has to be done with Avas Yisrael, as the Tehidah and Pasha tells us also about Vehaftirach Kamecha, unconditional love a person has to have for a fellow Jew. No matter what you know about them, what they did, what they could be, what they could have, you have to have this pure Avas Yisrael. <coughs> to go out there and to help and to save them. If it's a water that's not so strong, person just tripped in the water and can't get their balance, can't pick themselves up again you jump in and you bring the person out even if afterwards you might think that something might happen to you for it now we understand what Rashi says and he doesn't have enough, only the example of 
drowning in the water, in the river, but he continues also and says, if an animal or thieves are coming to the person, a sakana that might happen, a person drowning in the water, you see the person drowning. You see an animal coming near the person, a snake coming near the person, and you just warn the person, and the person runs away from there, you're doing sufficient. You don't have to go kill the snake, the dangerous animal, whatever it might be. You don't have to ward off the thieves that are looking to attack and to rob. If you can get the person away from them, it's enough. Another very important say in the Pasha Velifne Iver Loisitein Michshel Before the blind person you should not put a stumbling block. Rashi explains Lifne Asuma Bidavar Loisitein Eitzish Ein Egenesli person that's blind in a concept, in a certain idea, they don't know how to deal with it, do not put a bad idea, a bad direction for the person to go on. Al-Taymar Mecher Shercha V'kach V'chachamer V'ata Eikif Halav V'neit Le'imenu <clears throat> don't sell, tell a person, sell your axe, get a donkey, and you're going to ultimately circumvent this whole thing. Teres Kahanam, the Pasuk, is brought down another example of, as you say, bad advice. Ultimately, don't tell him, go out early morning, don't go out in the morning so the thief shouldn't jump you or so the thief shouldn't jump Sun should should strike the person down. Don't advise a person. Not excuse me. Not go out so that you get caught by the thieves. Don't tell a person to go out early morning they, and thereby knowing they might get caught by thieves. Don't tell somebody to go out in the afternoon only when it's the sun is high, and thereby, even if you want the person to get vitamin D. Why does Rashi bring these examples as well? In the examples of the Medrash, go out early morning, go out in the afternoon, the person is looking to hurt the person. Let the thieves catch them. Let them get some, some stroke. Can't cause a person damage. But we know that already, says Rashi. This is not our first rodeo. We know we can't hurt a fellow Jew. Mashenken, I tell you, sell. Did I say Sherecha? Sorry. I tell you, sell your field. 
ठीक है दमकी And the intention of the person is not dafka to hurt the person. Maybe the person needs a donkey more than he needs a field. But still in all, it's not a good idea for this person. Because what does the guy want? He wants to make the deal on himself. He wants to be able to get the field for himself, or he wants to make the field for himself, or he wants to flip the field to somebody. It's his own benefit. And that's why he's convincing the person to get rid of it, so that he can capitalize. And this is what the love of the Fnaiva, the Sita Mitchell, comes about to tell us. Don't give advice that's not good for the person himself. Even if it's not going to hurt him. Don't do something that you're going to gain and the person not necessarily is going to lose. If you want to advise somebody, it can only be 100% good. And yes, obviously, we do this on a daily basis. I'm not talking about the people that don't know how to give direction to people and they send them to the church. <laughs> I wonder if that's part of the love they sit in Michel. person needs to know if somebody comes to you for advice one comes to you for direction even if they didn't come to you you ended up with them and you're discussing with them something you're sitting on the train with a total stranger and the person mentions something You need to be careful how you say, what you say, not to steer anybody wrong. And therefore, we come to the ultimate mitzvah of this parsha, which everything surrounds this Mishnah, this mitzvah. Love your fellow Jew as you love yourself. And we all know nobody loves anybody in the world like they love themselves. Is it called selfishness? Is it called this? Label it as you want. But bottom line, excuse me, no matter who and what and when, for a person to be totally selfless, devoted and dedicated to others, and just say that I want only good for everyone else, just as much as I would want it for myself, it's a pretty high madriga. And therefore Rashi says, and quotes Rabbi Akiva, Zeklal Godel Batayda, this is a tremendous klal, this is the generalization, the biggest generation of the Tayda, generalization of the Tayda. First of all, 
Why does Rashi quote Rabbi Akiva? Why does he say it in the name of Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva was a person, as we've discussed before, a shepherd, a simple shepherd, who discovered Kedusha, discovered holiness, discovered godliness, who died with the words of Shema Yisrael on his lips, saying, this is all I ever wanted. On the other hand, Rabbi Akiva had 24,000 students that died. When? During the time of Svira. During these weeks, which is one of the reasons we mourn in these weeks. During this time, Rabbi Akiva had 24,000 students die. Because they could not bear they could not live arm in arm. They didn't see eye to eye, as we say. They would translate the words of Rabbi Akiva, and each one had his own opinion how it should be translated. They didn't incorporate one with another. They could have been best friends. But they could not see eye to eye in what they were ultimately built about. And we see this also in the words of Rebbe Gamliel, the son of Rabbi Yudha Nasi. In Mishnah Dalin Perik Beis this week, who are he said, I say that do his in his will like your own. To make your Ratzin like his Ratzin. What you want should be what he wants. Push away your own wants for what his wants. It's all talking, of course, of the words of Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Tree HaKadosh Baruch Hu how to be careful to make God's will our will in order that we come to a level that we are one and congruent with everyone else as we now discussed the words of Rabbi Akiva students of Rabbi Akiva and so too when it comes is brought down in Gemara Seita of the wayward woman that is asked what her iniquities were, what it was that she did, did she do, did she not do. And when she's told and she said she's given to drink the waters, the bitter waters, to prove either her innocence or her guilt, Chasushalom. And she's told about the curses that will come upon her if she, God forbid, sinned. She answers, Amen. The word Amen is not just the word of confirmation. The word Amen is the ultimate connection that we have with God. And therefore, it's extremely pertinent and important that when we daven, 
or when we hear somebody else make a bracha, we answer Amen out loud. Amen is numerical value is 91, which is the same numerical, numerical value of Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke, and Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, the names of God. And therefore, when you say it, we are saying literally God's name, and one needs to be very careful when and how and where they say that. Then as we turn back to the Pasuk itself, the Rashi of Haftar Yach Chamecha, Zeklal Godel Bateira, what does that add to us in the explanation? Rashi is only here to explain Pshutesh Amikri. What is the Pshutesh Amikri here? The Ramban asks, how is it possible to command somebody to love a fellow Jew like they love themselves? It doesn't, the natural order doesn't dictate this. I love me. I want the best for me, my best clothes, my best financial status, my best foods, my best everything, my best health. I want the best for me. How is it possible I should do this same exact feeling, for, have the same feeling for somebody else? For your child, for your grandchild. Yeah, that works. You want the best for them. Yes, you'll give whatever you can for them. And I said many times, quoting my mother, a quote that I could never do, something I can never say. She would say, No matter what opinion people have of my mother, nobody in the world can say that. She would take upon herself the pain of her children if she could. The hurt of her children. If God forbid anything was happening to a child of hers, she said, let it happen better to me than to you. A mother can do that for a child. For a grandchild, your friend, to feel for your friend the same way that you feel for yourself. Another question, telling you kamoicha like yourself. Why does the Torah have to add that? All the other mitzvahs that I've told you already. That I've been on the chaveri between you and a friend, tzedakah, gemis chasadim. Don't steal, don't don't uh, finagle, don't take revenge, etc. We already told you how to behave between another fellow Jew. Why add love the fellow Jew? It's understood already. You have to love them like yourself and you can't do any damage to a fellow Jew. Don't embarrass, don't hurt, don't talk Lashon Hara. These two questions go hand in hand to answer it. Why this is called a Klal Godel Batera? The intention of this is the mitzvah is not a mitzvah for itself, it's not its own entity. It's a generalization which generalizes all, it encompasses all the mitzvahs 
of that happened between a Jew and a fellow Jew. It's a bottom line fact. Thereby, we no longer have these questions. Why does the Tata have to enumerate all the other mitzvahs? We find this in many different mitzvahs. A generalization, and then different parts and points and factions of that mitzvah. Therefore we answer the same thing here in the question of the Ramban. How is it possible to command a person to love fellow Jew like himself, because the mitzvah after the is not only a commandment on the emotion of love from the heart of a person, it's a generalization to keep all the mitzvahs that have to do between a person and his friend. This is not emotional, but rather factual, physical. The person needs to fulfill this at all times. And do each and every, enumerate each and every part of these mitzvahs. And therefore, we are Mikhaim, the mitzvah of the Ahafta, the Reyacha Kamecha. And with the Avas Yisrael and the days of Svira, we should merit actually see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, take all his children, Heshev, Leivavis, Albanim, but not only that. But Shavu Vanim Likvulchem to return his children back to their boundaries of Yisrael, Yerakedish, Yishalayim Yerakedish, and Yisamidish Ashlishi, this very Shabbos, and Shabbos to all.